welcome to another, another stellar episode of The Culture Guitarist. My co-host, I'm not going to introduce your nickname yet, Casper. He's already looking at me with a squinty-eyed suspicion. Anyway, my, my friends, it's going to be a good one. We have a unique episode going on today, but first, let me introduce us with the terrible nickname game. You're killing me, Smalls. I know. Just do I it. love the look on your face and you get annoyed with me. My name is Assassination Al. Mm. With me, mm-hmm. as ever, is Killer Casper. And returning for part two, two weeks in a row, dangerous Dan Presencer of More Guitars. Mm-hmm. I'll take that, yeah. Right? All right. That was a good Much theme. better than Dilly Dan. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often you get to go, uh. to, like... And fix a pr- thing you screwed up. Oh, that didn't. That, first off, the vegetable theme nicknames were not a screw up. They were Ugh. glorious. <laughs> second of all, second off, uh, you appreciate the artistry, sir. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I don't want to say that what you do is not art, because art comes in many forms. But I am not a, a fan. Thus far, that hurts of my heart. Most of the art you have released that that hurts in this in this way. <laughs> you, you traitor! <laughs> You've come up with some. You just don't quite understand it yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's what because you don't. Get I it. need yeah. to really yeah, yeah, go yeah. and and focus inward more and really find <laughs> the source of of my, of my my. Go on your little Zen trip, and when you learn how <laughs> hey, to listen. be kind, come back. Listen, I was <laughs> on a trip. We'll talk about that in a second. Zen. So. You know, how's it going, gentlemen? Everybody good? Really good. Really good. Very good. Thank you very much. Excellent. And how are you? I'm feeling pretty pretty delightful. It was uh, 40 degrees out of my place today, so I imagine my trailer and, was... And that is Celsius for Celsius, our American yeah. friends, so well mm-hmm. over 100. Yeah, it was very hot where my, my place is. So I'm actually checked into a hotel for a couple of days. Cause nice. My, uh, my trailer tends to be... Hotter than it is outside, and yeah, cool. where we live tends to be hotter than it is in the surrounding area. Uh, and I don't feel like dying of heat stroke in the woods. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your idea of a good time. No, not really. No, so, no, no, no. No, I'm in a hotel for a couple of days. And anyway, let's talk about, uh, let's get into, I, I don't want to forget this part lest Dan chew me out again. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what's going on this week. We'll start with my man, Killer Casper. Hit me, buddy. I had the most fantastic week. Okay. I took cool. That sounds great. I hey, a- so Dan, what have you been? <laughs> Mine was awful. <laughs> He's throwing stuff at me. Sorry, Casper. I'm just kidding. Oh, so I had a great week, Al. Uh, lots of things, man. I went on a vacation, um, saw the, the open ocean for the first time in my life, and caught the sunset. The actually see the, the, the sun touch the ocean was, was quite, quite a thing. Did you shed a single tear? Not quite. Did you shed but many tears? There was many. Yeah, there was not. <laughs> Did you samurai bow in front of it? I should have actually. <laughs> it was fantastic, and I really, really enjoyed it. the The weather where we were was clear blue skies and nineteen degrees. Just where were you? Uh, I was in Tofino, BC, just so just off hey. the west coast of, the, of Vancouver Island. Very, you know, trying to see furthest Japan west from, you can get. Yep, mm-hmm. as far as west as you Canada. can go. It was pretty fantastic. Um, got a chance to, uh, I picked up a guitar that I told you that I was brokering a deal for my dad. So yeah. I picked up that fantastic instrument, um, got to play it a bunch while we were out on vacation and, uh, 
uh, you know, standing on the beach and got a, a chance to meet up with a friend of mine, also a, a custom Crombauer owner, and we got to jam in a mall parking lot. As uh, all best jams. As all, yeah. it was fantastic. <laughs> so we're sitting there jamming. We had probably, you know, there might have been 10 people. That's where Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young wrote all their greatest hits. Was like, we're in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <the> mall. <laughs> so I believe it was an Arby's. We're, we're sitting here jamming away, and, and, uh, and you know, some people are gathering around and listening, and it was pretty fun. And then these two like mall security guys came out, and we're we're like you know three rows into the parking lot. We're quite a ways from the mall, and these guys come over with their shoulders out, and they're all pumped up. And I was like, oh man, they're gonna shut us down, like really? So they come walking up and got really close, like not to listen, kind of space. They got really close. We're like, so we stopped. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey guys, you know, sorry. They're like, no, 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 keep going. We just came to listen. So that was really cool. They're like, so really yeah, man. Nice. Mall security. I mean, come on. Yeah. The most exciting thing that happened in a mall security gig, and yeah, that, yeah, you, you it was pretty it. great. So we got to <laughs> play, you know, four, three or four more songs, and and just you know, rock out in the parking lot, and you know, I was playing his guitar and he was playing my guitar. It was just a fun, fun jam. And all right, my fun, partner man. was shopping in the mall, so she got to have fun too. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, man. It was good. That Excellent. was on our, on Excellent. our way home from our trip, and then uh, I got home and I ordered something really cool. Which is where my my Sonic Stompers button topper is going. All right. Yeah, I well, ordered the. You gonna uh, talk about that this week, or you want to talk about that on another week? No, no, I'm just gonna spill you're it. You're gonna right do now. it right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I bought I think the last uh, of the Leon's Railer Phaser from uh, Spun Loud. So Dan to me mm. put it in the mail before I left for my trip, and it should be landing Tuesday. I hope. That would be somewhat of a miracle, given how the shipping has been with. Dude, Canada and the U.S. lately, but I hope you're. I hope it is. It left, awesome. it left San Francisco on Wednesday morning, so it's in transit to Canada. Cool. I'm stoked. I hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome, Fingers man. Crossed. I love that pedal. I was super glad to get one. So yeah. Oh, that's the reason I'm, I bought one. <laughs> yeah. Because I got yours and was like, "Whoa, what's this flanger thing? Ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, I gotta have yeah, one. Yeah, you gotta have one. Yeah. Well, talk to me. Talk to me, dangerous Dan. Tell me about your week. This week, um, well, my uh, my my woman and my son have gone uh, up to our, our house. We have a house in the Faroe Islands, and um, she, uh, my woman's from the Faroe Islands. So they've gone there, and uh, they've left me behind in Copenhagen just to, uh, to work, basically. So I've been more or less living at the workshop. Uh, but I did. Uh, I received a really cool uh, pedal from uh, Uncle Amplified in the mail. Oh, oh cool. yeah. And uh, I have received his. Um, well, he says it's a, it's a reverb pedal. It's this uh, the space ape. Oh, that's all. And awesome. but it, I I actually don't really think it's a reverb pedal. I think it's a really good uh, three knob kind of gain pedal that has reverb built in. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like the best drive pedal I have on my board now, and uh, it has it's, it's like a, got a belt and brick uh, chip. Uh, so it, it's it's so it's got it's got like a spring verb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit like a uh, well, it's not. It's a very like, like, almost like a very undefined delay pedal, um, or like a uh, yeah. But it's um it's really 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 nice. And of course, I have his amp as well, and um, uh, which is just anything sounds amazing through that. Oh gosh, and, he's uh, he's so good. He's a bit of a magician. I mean, yeah. he's he's legit. I mean, it's uh, I, I, I had no idea what I was going to get when he when uh, when I received this amp, and it is it's insanely good. 
when uh, when we had him on and he described the amp that he sent to you, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that sounds like a fantasy amp. I want one. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty amazing actually. When he 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 wrote saying that he'd love to have an amp in my in my shop, and I was of course really really thankful. And do you um. But I said I, I kind of gave quite specific uh, things about what I wanted, and, and actually what I like to do is when I'm testing guitars, you know, I, it, for for my ears anyway, it helps a lot to do it very very loudly, so I can hear uh, little imperfections quite clearly. Or if, if the pickup is uh, you know slightly microphonic or something, or if it's set a little bit too loud, it helps to have a really 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 clean and really 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 loud amp. And uh, I basically said that to him, and he sent me an amp that did exactly that. You know, it's um, it was amazing. It's only that that uh, that reverb pedal arrived this week. Oh, well, actually, it's it's really a gain pedal. <laughs> um, it's it is really it's such a nice gain pedal, and and also of course, and it just creates like space. And so, it it kind of, if you want to have a ton of options in your reverb pedal, you know, it, it, of course, it doesn't do that, but it does give you um, kind of enough space to to play with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's really, really, really good. And then, oh, I got a new cab. That's quite nice. Got a uh, uh, quite a big 2x12 with uh, some eminent uh, uh, C Rex. Mm, uh, nice. Speakers. That's the cannabis ones. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like made of hemp. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're very light, and uh, surprisingly. Yeah, I hear really great things they, about those. Yeah, they're really good. And um, so I got that cab, and aside from that, I've just been finishing guitars, and um, I'm coming to the end of this uh, Naked Morty batch, so I'm stringing up and uh, like two, one or two guitars a day, and uh, kind of winding pickups a lot to the guitars that haven't had their pickups wound yet, and that kind of thing. But yeah, just working, playing, actually playing quite a lot because I have uh, to test these guitars and this this new pedal. Right on. So that is nice. And how about you, man? Man. Oh, well, I've I've been enjoying it. I've I've been enjoying having a couple of days in a hotel room where I have air conditioning and I'm not dying of heat stroke. I've uh, been enjoying honestly, <laughs> I feel a little nerdy, but uh, it's for the last 2 days I haven't done any guitar at all. It's been non-stop video games and just <laughs> hanging out. My my wife had to stay up at the property. She's kind of crashing at the main house where there is air conditioning because she needs to be there to take care of some of the animals and stuff. So I'm just bacheloring it up in a hotel room. <laughs> um, binging on video games. Yeah, <laughs> binging on video games. But guitar-wise, uh, again... Mr. Awesome from Uncle Amplification uh, sent us uh, one of his preamps, um, which looks like a little miniature amp without a chassis. And uh, I can never live without this thing again. It is just, (laughs) oh, it's so good. Just a a simple volume EQ, and uh, it's got a DI out or a, a quarter inch out so you can run it in your board or you can use it to just liven up your your sound after the board whatever you want to do with it i am so in love he completely surprised us with that just Mm -hmm. as a as a thanks for having him on the show which was just like i thought he he asked for our our shipping address to he said he wanted to send us something i was expecting like a card 
or some stickers. Or some stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, in, my, in the back of my mind, that little, like, fantasy part of your brain that has those wild fantasies that you don't say out loud. I was like, maybe I'll send a pedal. That'd be cool. No, whole flipping preamp. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a guy. Just, so, thank I think, you. I think, he's got, I think he's got really, really good ears. He, I think he just he has really good ears. <laughs> he just heard I mean, he, <laughs> <laughs> well, he obviously has good ears because his tone's so dialing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, his. I mean, that that that's the thing I think that separates him from from so many other kind of small, and you know, one man shop doing you know lots of things. I think he's maybe he doesn't know it, but his ears are incredible. Yeah. Well, he, everything I've heard from him has been so good. He he heard my unspoken fantasy and then dialed it up to ten. So, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got good ears. Look um, at Yeah. And he's just yeah. an awesome guy. Just an yeah. awesome guy. Uh, and then uh, I was talking a little bit with, uh, I forget his name, uh, but the gentleman who from Swope Guitars online who makes the Descendant Tremolo uh-huh. um, about that system because mm. I'm going to be ordering one right away here, and I'm looking forward to trying that out. That's and cool. And then uh, just not music at all related, but my buddy Casper Brought me a tin camping mug from yes, his I vacation, did. so I got a little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love tin camping mugs with like the speckled finish, but yep. uh, I do. I saw it. it's even great? it's even very large. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's like very, it's almost yeah. you can almost use it as like and a yet soup empty, Mister Casper. I'm sorry. Should I go? Should I go get drinks? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Just, yeah, just go back. right now. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so that that was uh, yeah. That's that's my week. That that was that was it. That was what I did, and cool. am currently doing. In the case of the hotel room and the video games. <laughs> 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 so yeah, well, let's get into it. Let's dive into the episode. Perfect. So last week, we talked a lot about how you got into guitar, how you got started making guitars and stuff. We mm-hmm. didn't really get into like your models or anything like that. No, so we're going to try yeah. and cover some of that ground this week. We're also going to try and, you know, still talk about some like Dan related stuff because, Hey, Dan's an awesome guy. Thank you very much. Yeah. So are you. <laughs> ah, you. He was talking to me. <laughs> oh. My heart. Oh, oh man. Al. Sad Just Al look, at, look, sad. At, look at your cup. Look at it. My empty cup, yeah. It's a red camping mug, <laughs> and I got it for you. That's <laughs> true. All right, so I'm gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about origins. We're just no. going to say we're, you know, more guitars out of Copenhagen. You said so, it right. They can listen to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, first off, um, just really yeah. for my own sake, um, the, the Wayfair might, at first glance, kind of have an obvious yeah. um, lineage, at least in basic shape. But the more you look at, at what you're doing with that thing, it is insane. Ah. And obviously, you have some uh, some inspiration behind that. So tell us, give me give me some of the inspiration behind the Wayfair, and then I also really want to hear your inspiration behind your offset design, because, dang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they they both um, they both came from commissions actually. Um, the the Wayfair was uh, was kind of someone said, could you make me a a, a three thirty uh, style guitar, um, the way that you make guitars? And uh, yeah, so I guess kind of ran with it. It's um, I really like you know comfortable guitars that are that are lightweight. Um, uh, I see guitars 
primarily, yeah, even solid body electrics, I see them first as acoustic guitars that happen to be electric. So it's important to me that they uh, they sound inspiring to play when when they're not plugged in. And uh, I feel like um, lightweight is quite important. I mean, for for me, if there's a rack of guitars uh, and I'm picking one to play, I will almost always pick the lightest one. Uh, just I, I don't know for why. And uh, also if you're gigging a lot, or uh, it's just nice having light instruments. And also, I feel like uh, more often than not, a lightweight instrument um, often it plays better, actually. And uh, so anyway, my uh, my Wayfair was designed to be yeah really comfortable, light, versatile, and it's also quite it's quite an easy platform to uh, to do things with. Um, I can uh, I've had customers that play. Um, play quite hard rock and ordering a Wayfarer and I can make the top and the back a bit thicker. Um, or uh, customers playing, they know they're gonna be playing super clean so I can make the top as thin as possible and that's kind of fun. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's just, um, it's kind of a, a really comfortable guitar. It just kind of fits the body. It's, uh, as I said last week, um, I started off with a, with a solid block, uh, uh, of like that was basically a little bit 335 inspired but uh slightly redesigned uh you know the silhouette of it to have better upper fret access and uh you know so if if you have a longer scale then like a you know 20 25 and a half like a, a fender scale length and you have 24 frets it's quite hard to have good upper fret access uh with the traditional uh, shape so i'm they're all slightly offset to allow for that and um, and then yeah, I basically just took material away in the places where it was getting in the way of the body, you know. Uh, and then that's kind of the shape I ended up with. But you know, they they are everyone is a little bit different. I don't have a template. Um, they were made by hand, um, and I talk a lot with each customer about um, what kind of lines they want, um, how thin they wanted to be, how heavy they wanted to be, and um, also the wood choices. Uh, often make a difference to how uh, how the guitar comes out, um, right? So I gotta imagine that like certain yeah. woods allow you to, if you wanted to, um, just pure strength wise, mm -hmm. some woods would be better thinner than others, and other woods would be better uh, less thin. Because uh, some of the edges of these things, at least from my uh, you know perusing of your Instagram, like it it looks it looks thinner than my SG almost <laughs> right on the edge. I, 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 I'm actually quite sure that they are in some places. I mean, there, there is the, the the kind of the money shot for, for Instagram that I uh, I take of the kind of top line of the guitar's edge, and uh, because there's um you know, the, the the arm cut going into the belly cut, it it's a uh, it, it's very thin there. Yeah. Because it kind of has to be to be comfortable. Uh, actually, of course, binding is a limitation. If if the guitar is bound, then I can't go that thin because there's binding there um although actually saying that i am looking right <laughs> yeah. now at a walnut i have a, a, a walnut guitar hanging up next to me that is very very thin and the, the binding is actually a bit thicker than the wood i was gonna say <laughs> there's, i'm looking at a post you did on uh, june 25th and, and like the binding on this one looks all thicker than the, the remaining wood behind it and, <laughs> I it's, think, and it's like i think it is yeah that's that is impressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some. I think also like the 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 grain of uh, of the wood. Um, say, for example, like mahogany. 
I've made quite a few wayfares from from mahogany. Uh, the, like sometimes the if if the wood has grown a certain way, it'll suit being a little bit thinner or, or a bit thicker. And also like because they're all made by hand and and carved by hand, if there's a particularly kind of interesting grain pattern, I'll try to place it in a certain place on the on the guitar. And uh, so the customers also they they give me freedom to um, to kind of let the wood do a lot of the talking and kind of dictate the build a little bit. Mm. Which is which is good. I mean, I, I, I think you're, if I may, mm-hmm. I definitely think you're a custom shop that I wouldn't go to you to be like, build me a strat. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going no. to you for your style, yeah. your vision. Yeah. Your take on. Yeah. Things. I mean, I, I do have, um, uh, the, the range is pretty huge, uh, with my customers. I, I've had guys, um, generally bass players, uh, will say, do anything. I want four strings, <laughs> or I want five <laughs> strings, and uh, but do what you like. You know, uh, take your time. I've also had um, uh, guitar commissions where they've sent me a photograph, and this is of course totally fine. They've sent me photographs of their hand with measurements from each of their fingers to their thumb, um, <laughs> so that I can. I'm serious, so that that's, I can uh, profile the neck to I, to those measurements. I actually think that's really clever, and I would not have thought of doing that myself. No, I wouldn't thought that's yeah, a thing I mean, you could uh, do. <laughs> well, of course, and oh. uh, so then I can I I print off that and I cut it out and then I uh, it, it it kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I do have some people that are super specific in in what they want, and of course that's totally fair enough. I mean, I'm a custom shop. It is totally if if you know what you want and you, there's a very 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 specific nutwit that you know you like, um, of course I can do that and. Um, but yeah, most most customers do want my flavor, you know. Otherwise, they'd go to somebody else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool that you're on, you're you're offering both ends of that spectrum where you will kind of do the custom thing to the utmost. But yeah, for me, for my money, when I have money and I can buy one of your beautiful beautiful guitars, I'm mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be there because you've developed a an approach and a style that really just turns oh, me thanks, on. Yeah. Thank you very much. And the, and the more I look over the photographs of all, like it's, I'm just kind of perusing Instagram while, while Al's and you guys are chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the more I look, it is becoming more and more difficult to say if I was to pick a model, if I was to say, this is what I want because all three of the like your main kind of staples the the wayfair the morty and the offset are all mm-hmm. totally intriguing to me like I, I i'm seriously looking at right now buying a telly shape type guitar and it's like do i even do that or do <laughs> i like make a plan here to put money away and and this is the thoughts in my head but then it's like but the wayfair is so unique elegant like it's hard to see in photographs and and the, you know like you say that mm. mon- that money shot doesn't really point out the actual dimension at the center of the guitar like under no, the pickups no. and the bridge and like mm-hmm. so it just makes the whole guitar look almost like not wafer thin but like just totally different than anything that we've ever seen but what is like how is there how much meat is actually in the center of this guitar that's a really intriguing question from that I would like to learn. But at the same time, yeah. the offset is this like totally <laughs> like mind blowing 
guitar that I want to own. And Ooh. it's like so hard to like, okay. <laughs> Let's I'm talk about here. the meat in the center and then we can get into the offset. That's what so, I mean. Yeah. It's like all the, th- it's just, there's too many questions, <laughs> man. And, and so, yeah. So the, that uh, guitar is super thin on the outside edges. And then the, is it the, the offsets or the, or the Wayfair? The Wayfair. Actually, they kind of, yeah, the Wayfair is um, on the top edge, it's very thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets down to, oh, I have a ruler somewhere. I can I actually, I'm, obviously, I'm surrounded by Wayfairs. Uh, it is. Do you want it in in uh, in inches or or in uh, or in the good the good one? Uh, I want to <laughs> say the good one because it's more precise and not yeah. invented by drunkards like the imperial system. <laughs> but I I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that the vast majority of our listeners and unfortunately the vast majority of people are more familiar with uh, this kind of measurement done in. Okay. Inches. Well. Um, all right, God, it feels strange saying inches, but I think <laughs> it sorry. is um, in the center. It is uh, maybe uh, four, four and a half inches, and uh, towards the corner, towards the edge, towards the top lip, I'd say it goes to less than half of an inch. There's four man. inches of guitar well, give body. It, give it yeah, to man. us in centimeters. So you know, <laughs> let's no, that's it, like no. Um, I want to hear hold, the precise. Hold on here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Exactly. I am. Yeah. I, I am want, definitely I, deceived by photographs. I want the precise because yeah, I yeah. want to. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like um. I have a. I have a ruler right here, and I have a wafer. Actually, I actually have two wafers in front of me, and yeah, they're both. Uh, in, in the center, they're around uh, 11 and a half centimeters, maybe 11, give or take. Yeah, that's four Mine. and a half and inches. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, on the 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 walnut one, in, in some places, it's like one centimeter thick at the edge. And, wow, uh, at the edges. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they are they are really arched top guitars. They are very carved. And, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, they're super, and they're still hollow. They're totally hollow. And uh, so that's cool. I mean, of course, I have to. There are some limitations. So in the um, uh, the electronics cavity, to the bottom edge, you know, where it's sitting on your on your leg, that has to be a bit thicker to allow for the output jack. Uh, I always put the output jack on the on the bottom edge rather than on the top because I think it's a bit silly on the top. Um, so the bottom edge needs to be kind of at least uh, 1.5 uh, centimeters. Right, because uh, yeah, I, I've I've had um, I have to do a lot of uh, customization work on uh, on the hardware for my for my wafers because they are quite thin. So say for example, if I'm putting a Bigsby on it or even just a regular output jack, I'll have to spend you know best part of a day reshaping the bit that sits on the edge of the guitar because my guitars are so much thinner. But it's um, but yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, it's um, and it's funny like people, uh, it 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 doesn't. If anything, it adds to the sound because you know, it's it's quite light, and uh, it resonates very very readily. Well, and it's going to make uh, such a more unique um, chamber space. You know, like inside the guitar, you're not going to hear that from anything else. Like it's going to be it'll be so unique and interesting. Yeah, I think because I, mean, um, I've, I, mean, I've, I I've got yeah. a couple of jazz boxes. Like I've got a, a, a full like hollow body Gretsch, and I would say that guitar is probably three inches thick in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. And it's, like, I mean, yeah, I've I've AB'd uh, my guitars against uh, high end uh, high end Gibsons, mm. um, like a three thirty and a three three five, and uh, and my guitars are louder. I mean, ac- acoustically. Mm. 
and uh, which is weird. I was not expecting that. Uh, but also, you know, they're not laminate. You know, my guitars aren't laminate. Right. Uh, solid. Um, I think that makes a big difference. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's interesting. I mean, I'm still every guitar leads on to the next one and to the next one, and so they're getting better and better all the time. And uh, I mean, the first one was also great. It's it's, it's interesting um, to me, like the the trend. The trend that was in the seventies was like everything had to be heavy, 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 just mm. beastly. I mean, I, I'm I'm a guy who's owned a couple of different T sixties, <laughs> and from PV, and those things are just you know Emits. strapping anvils around. Well, <laughs> and you've got this. Uh, my Aria Pro yeah. is like that, dude. The bridge on this thing weighs six pounds. It, like, it's <laughs> a very heavy guitar, <laughs> and that but that was like the theory then. That was like everybody thought like it had to be had to have some weight, density weight, and some weight and sustain. To, that was yeah, and uh, and modern. Most modern luthiers, I think, are in the same uh, opinion group as as you are, Dan. Where they're, mm. I think, most guys lean towards light is is resonant light, uh, lighter, and more chambered allows for better mm. acoustics. And yeah, uh, I think that, that, that there's definitely two kind of um, two paths of thought, and uh, there is this kind of you know, they want super super stiff. Uh, kind of slightly dead uh, guitars in terms of the wood, and then they let all the pickups do, do all the talking. And I think for very, very heavy, high-gain stuff, that that kind of makes some sense. Um, but I think, you know, for basically everything else, um, I think what, you know, the yeah, I think it is better to be lighter. And um, also kind of for, for yourself, I mean, you... Uh, as I said last week, the guitars are tall, and you know you wouldn't pick up a hammer that was ridiculously heavy. That if you were just using it to tap a little nail in, you'd, you'd hold a hammer that was a comfortable weight. Same with the guitar. I mean, having a having a ridiculously heavy guitar is not that inspiring to play. And uh, having a guitar that's super light, really, really comfortable, really resonant, you know, gives you a lot of um, also actually like vibrational feedback from the body. It's uh, it's quite a big thing for me. Uh, so that the I, I make parts of the back of the Wayfair. Actually, all my hollow guitars, there are sections on the back of the body that I make very thin, so that they vibrate against your chest. Mm. And I find that uh, that that actually, you know, if you're playing in quite a loud place, or you can kind of feel. You can. I mean, it sounds it sounds a little bit new age, but you can kind of feel what you're playing. Definitely. No, no, no. no I, you're legit, man. I totally. Like, I... And um, and that's uh, that's 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 actually quite important to me. I mean, I find that old, very old, like fifties and, and older uh, arch tops, they're often really, really good because you can really feel the vibration against your chest, and that's that that helps you to know how you know how loud you're playing and uh, how how much the guitar is resonating a lot. And um, mm -hmm. that's, some, that's uh, kind like of something I try to get as well. Touring with an acoustic, I definitely have several times been just in, in a loud bar or something like that playing mm. and sometimes that vibration against my body is the only thing that allows me to kind of yeah. <laughs> know yeah, what the right. heck i'm doing that's something that i noticed too going from just a regular like off the shelf 200 dollars acoustic that i first owned and then buying my custom acoustic was actually feeling the guitar more mm. than, not more than hearing it but like adding that whole actual tactile sensation of playing it against your body that they're really like kind of blew my mind and made made way more sense um 
from a player perspective to be actually able yeah, to feel yeah. the instrument and so it makes to be able to have a an arch top or or an electric guitar that has that uh, mm. built into it is what this makes perfect sense well it's like you know they they um it kind of feels real you know like uh mm-hmm. it, it it you, do you know what i mean like it's it feels um, alive yeah exactly it's, it's it's like it's alive in your hands and yeah. uh, and it's reacting to what you're playing and that's um that's actually basically uh, word for word feedback i've had on on my guitar quite hmm. a few times so but it's um yeah so the offset is it uh was it inspired like were you inspired to make an, uh, like it fully hollow or was that the offset's a really cool one actually it well, obviously because um, i've only seen a, the pictures of the one that's so i don't really have a yeah, lot of information that, that, that is the only one I've made. I have a few commissions on it. But what, what happened was, um, uh, I think it was in spring last year. I, I can't quite remember the times. And um, a guy called Josh, uh, who actually has commissioned one now, said, hey, I had this idea for a guitar, um, a little bit based on, uh, on an offset, uh, but with your kind of flavor, um, could, you, you know, could you make something? And... Uh, and we kind of spoke about it on Instagram. We we're having a chat, and you know, as as most of my commissions start, it was just you know, me and this guy writing on Instagram, kind of dreaming about a really cool guitar. And then, like, we had this this whole idea laid out really, really fast. It just kind of the the idea, as often good ideas do, it was just there, you know. And uh, we, I actually, I, I, I've never done this before. But the next day, I went into work, and I just made it. Like he 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 hadn't. He hadn't paid me any money. He hadn't put a deposit down. But I was so inspired by uh, the idea, I just, I just kind of made it. And, um, and that was a walnut one. And uh, again, it's yeah, totally hollow. Babinga neck, babinga fretboard. And it's a funny guitar that because it doesn't. It's they're all quite dense woods. It's walnuts and babinga. Um, and so when you hold it, it doesn't. You don't think it's that light, but actually, it's like uh, it's like two and a half kilos. Which is, uh, I think it's like five and a half pounds. Uh, yeah, in, about in that. Way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, six pounds. And um, so it's it's a it's a it's a very light guitar, um, but I've made the uh, the top quite thick so that it doesn't feed back. Um, so it it has some humbuckers in it, and it's uh, that one. But yeah, again, it's just um, it's kind of it, it's quite a small bodied guitar. It's a it's a little bit like a telly, um, but it's uh, it's it's cool and it's really comfortable. It's um, maybe more comfortable than Teddy, and has great upper fret access. Yeah, that's uh, that's really really good upper fret access. And the neck joints on that, the way the body is designed, it allows for just a. You you almost can't feel the neck joint. It's just uh, it's so smooth. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I have a few commissions. I have a this guy Josh. Um, he actually commissioned a a, a Wenge one. Uh, so an, an all. <laughs> Cool. An all Wenge, an all Wenge yes. one, but with with a with a maple fretboard and cream binding. Oh, it's just gonna be mm. crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. Well, the, that'll three... really pop on that Wenge. No man. kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be crazy. And three um, cream covered P nineties. Ooh, I like Josh. Oh. I like Josh a lot. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Josh is a. He, I, I actually hope he's listening to this. He's like such. He's such a cool guy. He's um. I'm a, I'm friends with most of my customers. I actually am. You know, basically friends with all my customers but he's a uh, you know i'm always writing with, with them and um especially during the corona you know when the corona thing really kicked off we are writing a lot and uh, he's a great guy 
He's a great guy. Josh has got style, man. Yeah, I'll, man. Give, I'll give Josh that. He's got a great taste. Shout out to Josh. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he, he's, he's very cool. <laughs> um, and and so the one you've built here, you just uh, just just a volume and a three way, hey? No tone knob. Yeah, do you know? I mean, I I um, I I think most people don't use their tone knobs, and I think it's it's funny. Like most guitarists, <laughs> no, like, most, like, most, I need it. Yeah, I know, it's right? So but funny. You, My guitar doesn't even have knobs on the tone pots. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I do get people saying, like, you know, writing, thinking that, like, I I don't do them or that I can't do them or something. Of course I can, and and, and I do, but, you know, I, I would rather, um, I'd rather put as little as possible on the guitar's top uh, because I always use beautiful wood. Mm. So if, if I know the tone knob isn't going to be touched, um, then, yeah, then, then I wouldn't do it. I actually... Um, <laughs> uh, I would quite like to make a guitar with no volume knob for somebody that that has a volume pedal. Oh and, god, uh, you're giving me an anxiety attack. <laughs> like, I was like, just... I was like, I, I could buy a volume <laughs> pedal. <laughs> I, need, I need a knob that I don't use. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, of course, I, I I am happy to to include tone knobs, and uh, every so often I I meet someone that actually does use them legitimately, but. But you know, I'd say ninety-five percent of guitarists leave their tone, you know, wide open. <laughs> I I am guilty of that, with the notable exception of, um, probably in two thousand seven, I bought a Melody Maker, a single P ninety Melody Maker, uh -huh. and uh, yeah. that guitar turned me on to my tone knobs. Hmm. Yeah, because every turn of the tone knob on that P ninety really meant something. And it was the same with the volume knob. It really, because those were the only controls the thing had. It wasn't, you know, you couldn't twist at the neck pickup. Um, and so I, I've kind of gotten into that with P90s using a volume or a tone knob to kind of mm -hmm. affect what what the that does. But yeah, in pretty much all other circumstances, uh, I don't use. Yeah, it. kind of like my I, I my, take, I take yeah. the tone. Uh, I roll the tone back on strats. I just. Mm. Yeah, but let's face. Okay, dude, you got to come to terms with the fact that you are not a strat guy. No, I know you I, hate them. I don't. <laughs> it hates a strong word out. I just don't like. You them have that much. two that you I would never touch if you had your way. I haven't touched them in months. <laughs> <laughs> and one yeah, of the, one uh, of them was like a custom thing that I did. Like I yeah. modified the crap out of that thing. Yeah, and it's cool. But you don't like strats? Nope. I I built it hoping okay. I would There's like it. There's a twelve step program for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the first uh, kind of no tone knob guitar was um this uh it's like a hollow morty I made with a, with a single P90 and a and a single volume. It's gone to a, a jazz guitarist in Japan. And uh, so I'm using, guessing that I mean, P90 had, was in the neck. <laughs> it was it, it was towards the neck, and uh, but I think using the volume knob. I mean, sometimes I know my my company name is More, but sometimes less is more. And uh, actually, the, the the limitations around a guitar uh, is, is sometimes more inspiring, I think, actually. And like having having you know serial serial series phase parallel, you know, six way switch with uh, a, a tone knob for each pickup and everything, it, it, you end up just playing with the knobs, and or you find one sound you quite like and you just leave it there all the time. Mm. But uh, I think having having just one one control. And one pickup is actually really inspiring, and it kind of 
pushes you to 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 to, to, to play differently. And uh, you can go up, especially with the P90, because it reacts so much to how you play. Yeah. You know, with a yeah, with, totally. with a humbucker, maybe it's slightly different. But with you know, I I almost always use um, uh, single coil pickups uh, because I I personally I, I, I much prefer the sound uh, of a single coil pickup over a humbucker. Um, of course, I do also make humbuckers. Um, but but to me, the classic guitar sound is is a single coil. And uh, the way they react to your to your playing. I think you can kind of do away with the tone up when you're playing a single coil. That's just me. Hey, that's the beauty of the game. We all kind mm -hmm. of swing a little differently, which is awesome. So I, I have a question I want to dive into a little bit, and it's maybe maybe a little nerdier, but we're talking to a custom guitar builder, so I want to do it. Um, I want to talk about your necks. Uh, uh -huh. First off, is there a radius you prefer for your fretboards? Do you do mm -hmm. different ones on every build? And then I really want to know, why do you like your truss access to be uh -huh. towards the body of the guitar? Which I might add is, is a very elegant way that you do it, having it kind of uh, sneakily just open in between yeah. the, the higher frets. That's really cool. Um, what, why? why cause okay, I would right, say I the vast majority of guitars yeah, don't have forget the everything he's saying, truss you know. rod on the headstock. Right. <laughs> Let me get into it quickly. Yeah, do so, it. So, uh, yeah, of course, any um, you can if you order a guitar from me, you know, any fretboard radius is 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 included in the price. You know, it's a, I'm a custom guitar builder, so if you want compound radius, costs a bit more. Uh, but yeah, but apart from that, you can have anything. My favorite is I think a 12 inch radius. Um, that's what I would do if I was just left to my own devices. Um, of course, you can have. You can have anything, but actually, most people seem to want 12 inches. And that's what she said. And uh, <laughs> I, um, okay, I, I, you I, get I, one I, on the show. You get one. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I'm drinking out of the, uh, you know, uh, the Michael Scott uh, World's Best Boss. I have, I actually have that cup. Uh, anyway, right. and then so yeah, any um any uh fretboard radius is is totally fine. Um, uh, you know. Uh, and then uh, the the truss rod access thing. So when I was kind of researching um, guitar building and guitar design, I was um, I was thinking a lot about that. And uh, actually, you you a, a lot of sound. Um, I, I'm really into. Um, this is going to be again. That's what she said. I'm really into nuts, and uh, like a, a a good bone nut sounds. Really, really, really good. I mean, I've, I've AB'd uh, bone nuts against um, oh, tech nuts. Yeah, dude. I and will it second is, that. It's, it is crazy the difference. I mean, I, I really like the guys at Graftech. They make great tuners, the, the ratio tuners. But um, yeah, the, the difference between a, like a Graftech and a bone nut is just huge. So anyway, um, the nut and the saddles of the bridge uh, have a lot to do with the sound of a guitar. And actually, the more material you have underneath the nut, so the more wood you have underneath the nut, the more resonant the guitar is. So if you if you uh, have the truss rod channel going underneath the nut, you're actually losing quite a lot of resonance. Hmm. So my my truss rods actually uh, they finish just shy of the nut. They 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 finish uh, underneath the fretboard, uh, somewhere in the middle of the first fret. And actually, they are you know my guitars are are that little bit you know. Because of that one change, they are you know one or two percent more resonant. But if every 
if every choice I make is in that direction, then the guitars end up being like 25% more resonant, you know, if everything is aimed mm-hmm. in that direction. Okay. So yeah, it's actually to do with having more material underneath the nut. Um, it, uh, it just makes the guitar much more resonant. And also when you're doing adjustments on guitars, it's quite nice having the truss rod access and the subtle uh, adjustment uh, in, kind of in the same area. You, know, you don't have to kind of lean over and with, with an Allen key and kind of try to force it in under the headstock. So on, and scratch on, the, uh, on the, field, the setup front, yeah. Um, and this is kind of why I, I got thinking about this because I, for me, and, and this isn't saying it's one's better or worse, anything like that. I generally speaking have always preferred my, my truss rod access to be at the headstock. And that's because I find, um, I like the convenience of it. Cause I've, I've always liked the way Ernie ball does that with, cause it's really yeah. convenient to access being uh, towards the body. But I've always found that when the nut is a, or when the truss rod is adjusted towards the the head on the headstock, um, it seems like most of the action bending the truss rod happens between the first and seventh fret. Uh-huh. And with ones that are closer to the body, it seems like it's kind of on the opposite end of things. It's towards the twenty mm. fourth, so kind of in the middle. Yeah, and and so it's uh, I always saw it, uh, and that was just a preference thing for me doing doing setups and stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. acoustics are almost always through the sound hole and towards yeah 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 uh yeah. towards the body um and you know i well, that's, for that's, some reason that never annoyed yeah. me but uh do you did you do you find that at all when doing setups and stuff on your guitars or is that something well, that you never thought about or do you dislike or um, give me all your thoughts <laughs> well first of all like the i mean we uh i'm a custom guitar builder i use really good wood that's been dried properly it's been you know processed properly it's totally flat uh, I, I wait after carving to gluing the fretboard on and the fret slots are exactly the right thickness so that there's no backbow put into the neck when I put the frets in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So actually, I'm, I'm, I mean, my, my truss rods don't have a hard life. Mm. You know, they are, they're, they're going into a, a, a neck that's totally flat. And, you know, I, I have to put a little bit of tension on the truss rods to stop them from rattling inside the truss rod channel. But more often than not, I, I, I have to, like, that's all I have to do. So, I mean, I think uh, okay. you know, I, I have I have wayfarers that are um, that are on tour, and I have wayfarers that have you know, flown li- literally around the world and haven't had to have any adjustments made on the neck because they're just properly made necks. So I haven't had. I mean, I, so basically, my answer is that I haven't had a really hard test yet. You know, I haven't had a neck go go terribly wrong, but. Um, in terms of setup, I mean, my um, my guitar's set up perfectly. I mean, it's not um, with, with, with the truss rod I have. It's it's uh, it's you know, I guess with yeah, it's they 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 kind of perfect, man. It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying they're not perfect. I'm just uh, yeah, no. Was... I mean, it's uh, I think maybe it's also just that that's what I'm used to, and uh, so it's not um. So when I'm going through the process of setting up a guitar, um, I know where I can move things around, but um. But as I said, you know, I have. Uh, I think it's actually much more difficult to do good setups on on cheaper instruments, of course, because the truss rod isn't a two-way. Maybe it might be a one-way truss rod, and the fretboard is a bit crap or something. Or I don't yeah, know, man. I mean, it's, it's uh, always a little more difficult with the cheaper instruments. There's, yeah, you know, there are, there are reasons we pay good money for good things. Mm. 
but yeah, no, I, I, I've never had an issue getting a, a perfect setup with the trust rod. And also, like, because it's a two-way trust rod I use, you can have, and also my fretboards come, they're, they're, they're totally level. Um, you can have it set up very, very, very low with almost no um, relief, or you can have it set up with quite a lot of relief if that's that's your thing. Um, so yeah, they're really, uh, they're really adaptable. Actually. Okay, I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy with them. That's awesome. No, I was just curious because yeah. some, some, from like from my experience, it's not, um, not that one necessarily sets up better than the other. It's just always, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't played a lot of. I will say I, I haven't done a, setups on a lot of like really high end custom stuff that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because it generally doesn't need it as much <laughs> as you're saying. Exactly right. Um, so you know, I've done a lot of adjusting of truss rods, but uh, and so my preference swung towards the headstock one, just because mm. that was where I was trying to adjust action a lot of these guitars. And uh, it, I don't know, just just got me curious. Um, do you use carbon fiber reinforcement in your necks at all, or do you like to just stick? Yes, straight? I I I have sometimes, and I I only recommend it if the person lives, say, in. Uh, in uh in southeast asia or something somewhere where it's really really humid and warm um so yeah i had um uh an all wenge morty um go to a guy uh in yes he's in indonesia and uh that neck had uh carbon fiber rods built in i am actually not sure if it was necessary um more but of a again, the, thing yeah yeah the, the neck was you know it, the, the guitar arrived in june you know it was like uh <laughs> right so like 38 was, uh, degrees and 100 percent humidity up. yeah you know and it was like yeah i mean i um uh he called me when it arrived and i could hear it, it was a thunderstorm and like it hadn't rained here in like a month or something so it was totally different uh right. humidity <laughs> and uh and the guitar was in tune when he opened it and uh but yeah I, I actually don't like them very much and i don't like them because they they dictate how you carve the neck um they, uh, you have to have quite a chunky neck with a uh, with carbon fiber rods because obviously there's more material inside the the neck that you can't you don't want to like right you don't want to obviously carve sand down to it yeah. <laughs> so I I don't like them because I get a bit of anxiety when I'm when I'm carving a neck that has them in and uh, yeah but I mean of course if if I have a customer that that, that wants them then uh, we can talk about it and if I think it's suitable then then I will do it okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about bolt-on necks? Do you ever do those? Uh, in the very, very early days, I did it, and um, I'm just not a fan, to be honest. I think it's not, it's not so elegant. Um, yeah. So, so it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's gr- not. It's a great disturbance in the Fender lovers <laughs> felt today. No, but you know, that's, 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 that's also I'm fine. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's. it's um, it's just not not at all what I'm after. I think also the, um, like I said earlier, like like every choice I make is is to optimize resonance. And uh, and you know I think a, a really really well fitted set neck joint, uh, I think is 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 more resonant than a bolt on, uh, choice. It's also bolt on necks are uh, they're they're heavier. Yeah. Uh, they're much like they're, they're they're so yeah they're heavier. And there's also a kind of weight in a slightly strange place of the guitar. Um, they are less comfortable. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's, yeah, just, it it's just, it's, I mean, it's cheaper. I mean, it's, it really, not... it, it really didn't strike me as like your thing. But I'm just, just curious. Yeah, I think yeah. the first, um, the first one or two builds I did had bolt-on necks, and I, I just couldn't get. Uh, 
I couldn't get one that I thought was good enough. You know, I've seen, you know, of course I check out guitars all the time. I've seen how everybody is doing bolt-on necks, and I think the way I'm doing it is better. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I mean, no, I, I, like I, I really, and man, I, I think they would probably agree with me. And uh, I think if I if I showed the most elegant bolt-on neck joint and then like a really elegant glue neck joint, I think all bolt-on builders would agree. I mean, I think if I mean actually, there's a few places cases where I would I would say fine, you know. And one is if somebody has a true temperament neck, if you know them. Not so. If not some, familiar, no. Uh, I'm not going to go into what they are, but you should know what they are. Okay. Uh, if, <laughs> if if somebody has a true temperament neck, then I will recommend a bolt-on. Um, and if somebody is flying a lot, like really a lot. Then uh, and actually, there's a commission. I'm in the very early days um, with a and with a Spanish uh, jazz guitarist who uh, he's, he's on tour basically all the time. And we're designing a Wayfair around his suitcase size, um, so the neck will will come off. But it will be a very elegant bolt-on solution. I haven't quite come up with the best idea yet. But um, it, it, it it won't be a traditional fender, you know, backplate and four screws. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I I googled true temperament while you were talking, and I realized uh -huh. I actually do. I do know about these. I just forgot okay. their name. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. But yeah, I'm also there's a Swedish guitarist who's um, ordering a Wayfair from me with one of those, and uh, that that will be a bolt on neck, um, because I I think <laughs> that's the best idea for that. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, man, yeah. that's a lot of work to do those that fret work and stuff. Ooh. Well, they, um, they come like that. I think they're they're cast they're cast steel, right? They yeah, are, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, they're amazing. They're great. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting. I I wouldn't even know what to do with a neck like that. I, <laughs> the the <laughs> the super micro internated frets are uh, they scare me. They scare my frontal lobe. My my chimp brain frightens easily, and that's just too much. I money. think, yeah, I think the thing the thing with them for me is that actually guitars are meant to not be perfectly in tune, and they 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 are never perfectly in tune. Well, and then I, when you have one, yeah, I, I I would agree with you. I like, uh, you know, when we're there's certain things we're used to hearing and and have been exactly. developing to our ears over hundreds of years, and whenever somebody says a perfectly tuned piano, it's always a bit of a chuckle for me because pianos aren't tuned perfectly. They're tuned mm -hmm. kind of gradually from bass frequency to high frequencies. So like the middle, you know, like middle C and stuff, that's probably the most perfectly tuned part of the piano. Um, and but guitars, yeah, yeah. you know, guitars, the way they're designed, the way the instrument has evolved, um, it's never been a perfectly in tuned instrument, but we love the sound of it. Exactly, right? And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a mess in terms of, uh, in terms of intonation, but... We kind of work around it, and you know, you you intonate a little bit with your fingers all the time, pressing a little bit harder or bending a little bit or whatever. But it's um, but yeah, with a with a true temperament neck, it you know, if if you go from like playing an open E chord to an open C chord, one of them will sound out of tune, depending on how you tune the guitar. And with a true temperament, with a true temperament neck, it doesn't do that, and actually, it it, it feels a bit weird. Um, yeah, I would. But they are great. I mean, I would imagine that like. How, how would that fit into a group setting? Because you'd sound out of tune compared to the rest of your band mm. who's not <laughs> playing. Funny point, actually. You know, like you'd have everybody, that would be the, like, you would have to be the dominant force in that band because as soon as you went 
to that setup, that setting, you would have to kind of enforce it yeah. <laughs> on every, on yeah. any other guitarist or, or bass player, I would think, to uh, in order for the band to sound together. Um, yeah, I guess the bass player would maybe have to have to tune to to what you were agreeing was in tune, and um, I think it, most guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just I just can't imagine playing one of these one of these necks with the with the frets so carefully made to be you know tuned perfectly at each note tuned perfectly mm-hmm. when you play it uh, alongside a guy who's just rocking a you know yield less standards or something yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something with a twenty four yeah, yeah, yeah. point twenty four <laughs> and three quarters inch uh, right you know that uh, I just wouldn't mm-hmm. that wouldn't mojo. <laughs> <laughs> but they are cool. I mean, there there is definitely a sort of guitarist that that likes that type of thing, and um, and they they have a place. But it's uh, yeah, but no, I agree I, with you. Yeah. I just it's I'm not saying they're they're useless. I, I would not say that. I'm not intelligent enough to play it. I can't say it's useless. I'm just like <laughs> just kind of go, my brain is just running with the like, how does that work? <laughs> but if you ever get a chance to try one, you sh- you should. I mean, they are. I would uh, love it is, to. It's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, no, I think uh, I would I would relish that. I mean, there's very little in the guitar world that I wouldn't love to try out, at the very mm. least. But yeah, for, for bolt-on necks, I think one of them would be really good. I mean, I, I, I would do that as a bolt-on, um, okay. just because the cost... I mean, th- th- those necks are quite expensive, and uh, you kind of buy them you know, pre-built, and I think they're... I don't know what the conversion is, but they're at least $1,000 uh, for the neck, you know? Well, I mean, uh, that's so like, it, yeah. So I think I think that should be a bolt on to the customer if they, you know, if there's an issue with the neck, they can send it to the company that sells them or something. But, but, um, but yeah. Aside from that, all I travel guitars. Um, I'm also into bolt ons. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. How about uh, how about stained or painted finishes? I haven't seen any of those on your Instagram or anything like that. Like, do you, do you have yeah, I, 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 that, I mean. Uh, sometimes I see uh, paint as a little bit like makeup on uh, on a person. So, like, I mean, I I would much rather use really beautiful wood and uh, really really good kind of woodwork, uh, super clean lines, and not have to cover anything up. I mean, more often than not, when you're taking paint off of a guitar, underneath the paint, there's you know wood filler and glue, really really bad glue joints and uh just just a bit of a mess i mean it's um you can kind of get away with using much much less exciting woods and uh much less precise woodwork if you're painting on top of it so i mean i kind of i'm quite proud of of not doing that um i if somebody says they want a certain color guitar normally what i do is i lean them in the direction of a wood that is that color Mm. Um, so say for example, like the Wenge guitars, people often think they're stained mahogany or something or whatever, but actually, you know, the Wenge is that color, uh, or, you know, walnut or cherry or alder rash or whatever. I mean, you, you, you kind of have most, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. mean, you have, you have most, apart from like blue, you have most colors kind of covered also maybe green if you use really wet wood, but it's, um, <laughs> okay. oh, <man>. but yeah, <laughs> I think, I think I would, I would happily stain something. I, I have, um, painted a guitar in the past. I painted uh, one guitar with a nitro and, uh, I really don't like the process of it. And actually with, the with the guitar I, I painted, uh, the customer said he wanted, it's painted. 
and I really didn't want to do it. And he was kind of in two minds about which color he wanted and if he wanted it to be relics or not. And he was a, he wasn't sure what he wanted. So I chose like the most beautiful wood, like ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I insane grain patterns, and it was just it looked amazing. And I I built up the guitar. Um, I did like a mock up saying like, "Are you sure you want me to paint it?" And it was just he was like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I I I painted it, and I'm actually quite sad about it. But it's um, I do do it, of course. But I charge like stupidly much money because I I I don't want people. To do it. <laughs> hey, fair enough, man. That's awesome. I think it's like I think it's like a thousand dollars extra for for a paint job. I and, you know uh, I always thought it was funny when you'd have uh, guys playing like a black lust ball or or something like that. And the the thing would get all beat and worn out, and the painted kind of start fading away. The finish start coming off, and uh, there's a certain coolness to that look that that I yeah. enjoy. Yeah. But it, I'd always I always thought it was funny that like underneath a lot of those guitars was just like super figured wood, and it was just yeah, like, so you'd see yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like coming out. Somebody like, back in the factory was just like nobody gave a crap back then. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's funny. One of the first guitars I ever modified was a was a Strat, but it was some offshore thing i don't know something but i peeled the the black super thick black um i don't know if it was probably polyurethane off of this thing and it had like all this like highly figured ash i was so Mm. impressed with it but it had like big and i like big knots in the wood and stuff it's like adds a bunch of character so it is like this really knotted up piece of swamp ash it was really cool but but again, it's it's like um it's down to resonance. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's another thing where where I'm trying to make my guitars as resonant as possible, and actually yeah. like 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 especially Polly, if you if he's you're you're basically encasing the wooden plastic, yeah, and and yeah. it stops it from breathing properly, it stops from drying out properly, and um it, it's uh it's 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 it, for for an instrument, it's not a good idea. Well, you know, I everybody mean, started complaining about fenders in the you know from the post CBS era into the seventies being yeah. of worse quality. That was coincidentally also right when Fender started using a poly dip mm-hmm. method mm-hmm. that was a grain filler slash primer that's just straight polyurethane and then they would put any finish over that and then they might do nitro over top of that at the end of that. Yeah, but yeah. It was like I have to wonder if that played a factor. Yeah. I mean nitro is 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 the lesser of, of two evils when it comes to to, you know, nitro versus poly. But even that, I mean I I would I would, uh, I mean, you can try it. I mean, sand off uh, a, a nitro finish on a guitar and uh, see if you think it plays better. And I would argue that it probably will. I'm not going to do that to any guitar I own. But uh, <laughs> I actually did sand the neck on my my older SG. And uh, mm-hmm. I certainly like the way it plays better without all that finish on it. Yeah, definitely. Necks especially feel much better. Yeah. So, so yeah. how many of your guitars do you own? None. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> None. Uh, None. It's every custom builder I know. They never keep their own stuff. They, every None. time I they would, make I one would, for yeah. themselves, they end up selling it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 there's a separation between me and the company. Uh, you know, I uh, more guitars. Of course, I own more guitars, but more guitars employs me. And, um, you know, so the, the company has some guitars in stock sometimes. I have, I have one stock guitar right now that I haven't sold. And uh, so that 
I mean, you could maybe argue it was mine, but it's, it's not really. It belongs to the company. Um, and uh, in my apartment, I have a, I actually only have a, uh, I have a nylon string um, guitar built by uh, an English luthier. Um, it's a really, really nice guitar, actually. But I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I have none. I mean, I would, I, I would love to have one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know the guy that built them. I know a guy. I, I, yeah, I'll hook you up after the show. I think uh, also, I mean, I, I would kind of like to. I mean, I, I would on my own builds. I mean, I, I can always see things I'd rather have done a different way, or something that could be a little bit better. Or I'm always thinking about about that. So actually, I, I wouldn't enjoy it very much. Um, yeah. So like, I would, I would like a you know a vintage SG or something because I don't care if the nut slots could be made a bit better or if the pickup was a little <laughs> bit crap or something i don't care because i didn't make it but with one of my own guitars i mean i would end up just i'd kind of i'd wake up in the morning and i'd look at it and i'd pick it up and i'd start thinking about what could be improved and it, that, that would it wouldn't be fun for me okay all right so yeah. um we're gonna we're getting close to the end of time here but there's a few things mm -hmm. i want to talk about before we um we get the episode completed so mm -hmm. first off you, where's where where are your main customers located are, are they kind of everywhere or who's the typical more buyer yeah well um actually i think it's it's maybe 80 percent are in the states and uh so i have quite a lot of guitars in america and uh i have um a few guitars of course here in denmark uh, but yeah, m most are actually in America. Um, I can see that you know on Instagram, I can see my infograph uh, infographics. Is that the right word? I can see where um, where my uh, my followers are based. And actually, I have a ton of followers in uh, in uh, South America, but I have none there. And I'm a little bit sad about that. I think that their currency makes it hard for me to yeah. sell them a guitar, mm. which is a shame because there's there's a big growing industry there of, of you know of, of guitars. Uh, I have a few in Japan. I have a few in Australia, or no, I have a few going to Australia. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's it's all America, more or less. And are they all similar types of players that are, that you you find, or you find yourself kind of appealing to just the whole gamut, everybody and anybody? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I have um, I have had uh, guitar collectors come to my workshop, and uh, I, I actually had it happen once, where a guy who uh, is a is a guitar collector. Flew to my workshop and he bought every guitar I had in stock. And at the time, I had five guitars in stock. So Dang! <laughs> that, that is that is That's that a was a good day. That was a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that 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 has happened. And then on the other side of that, I mean, he's of course quite wealthy. Um, I have had uh, you know seventeen-year-old guys save up for nine months and then uh, or, you know longer, you know, get a paper round or whatever and uh, and commission a, a, a guitar. And I, I really like both types of customers and also everyone in between, of course, I have. So, yeah, I mean, I think my, especially with uh, with these Naked Mortys I'm currently making, they were, they're actually, including delivery, were, were 1,050 US dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, know, I wanted, right? to, I wanted yeah. to get into the Naked Mortys, and that was that's a good segue, man. Tell me about yeah. the Naked Mortys. Tell tell well, everybody. Think, tell Give me the... You know, I, <laughs> give obviously, us. I am... A, I am a custom guitar builder, and most of my guitars um, are uh, are uh, north of two thousand uh, uh, dollars. Uh, you know, my, my Wayfair starts around two and a half thousand, um, and I know that that is not um, 
that's that's not kind of pocket money for for most guys. I mean, of course, it is for some people, but most guys can't afford to do that every few months or whatever. So I've kind of been thinking a lot for over the past year actually about kind of refining or condensing the guitar into exactly what you need. You know, so like getting rid of the tone pot, for example, and only having one pickup and um, still having everything that I think is important. So like I, I personally really like stainless steel frets. I actually like how they sound. I like how they feel. Hand-wound pickups, you know, good quality components. But yeah, the Naked Morty idea was to, um, well, actually started off a little bit before uh, a, a very, very big um, music, uh, online music store um, showed some interest in stocking my guitars. Um, and they would be ordering, you know, a few hundred a month or something. It was it was a pretty crazy conversation. Um, well, well, they said if you ever had a factory-made guitar, we would very much like to stock them, and this is kind of the number we'd like to stock. Oh boy! And it was no, it was crazy. <laughs> it was it was crazy numbers. So I um, I wrote with some friends I have in Portugal who uh, run a workshop, and I said, you know, would it be possible for you to 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 do some of this and send things to me in my workshop and and it, it just didn't I didn't get anywhere with that idea and maybe one day I'll I'll pick it up and um, the 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 contact is still open and uh, so I can do that but anyway so I was thinking a lot about if I could make a kind of lower priced guitar and the thing that made it possible was actually not applying finish um, often guitars are in the finishing stages for like two months or something yeah. you know, I'm, I'm wiping on the, wiping on a little layer of oil. So the naked Morty idea was I I the Morty is you know a uh, a T style uh, guitar, in a guitar shape. Uh, it comes with one P90. This this batch did, and you can choose where it went, and you can choose what kind of output you want. You know, I'm winding each one for each customer, and uh, and yeah, so they were um, they were one thousand and fifty dollars, including shipping in a hard case. And, Dude, uh, that, that is a sick what are you deal. Doing that is a <laughs> sick deal. But I, I don't oh. think I'm. I'm not going to do it again at the same price. Uh, and I, anyway. So I, I announced the idea. I basically just made a video saying, uh, posted to Instagram saying, "Do you guys think this is a good idea? This is kind of the rough price. It'll. Uh, you can choose whether you want ash or mahogany body, maple or mahogany neck." Or rose with an ebony fretboard. So there's there's like six options. I wish you could see Casper's and, face right now. Dan. I wish <laughs> yeah, you, you, shut and, you, know, you shut up. You shut up. And is, I, you know, as <laughs> I sold fourteen in like two days. <laughs> and um, that's incredible, dude. Yeah, Casper's so yeah, gonna sold, drool any second now. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I sold a ton of them, and uh, I think so. Yeah, they they that's been really interesting, and actually, because of course, my you know most. Most of my guitar builds are are at quite you know they're almost you know, they're more than double the price, so I can spend a lot more time working on say a Wayfair for example. So it's been quite interesting trying to speed up the whole process. And uh, of course, every guitar it's funny actually. Every guitar feels very different of these Naked Mortys, and um, actually also no two are identical, um, which is interesting as well because there's only only six kind of you know, two fretboards, two necks, two bodywood choices, but no one's ordered the same guitar twice, which is quite interesting. That preserves and, um, uh, that, that definitely preserves that like specialness still. Mm -hmm. You still mm -hmm. getting that one off thing. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking a lot about because I would like to. Um, I mean, I, I have a lot of commissions. So actually, it's not it's not to do with. Uh, of course, it's nice to have more money, but it's not to do with having more orders. It's actually to do with 
more guys having one of my guitars in their hands. Um, so I'm trying to get the price right. Actually, I think I price this too low. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it sounds too low to me. Yeah. It sounds, sounds crazy, awesome, say, but, but yeah, 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 I think you're probably too low. Right. <laughs> I, it, is, it is priced a bit too low. I think the next batch I am going to offer less choices, but I'm going to have two P90s and a tone knob and a freeway switch and a volume, of course. Oh, and that's then a it'll huge be, turn on. It'll be a bit more expensive. Are you um, okay, Casper? Shut up, you. You're swinging fine. your <laughs> arms around like Donkey Kong. But it's you, like, yeah. oh, this is like he's talking about the guitar that I... I'm literally, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is so excited. I'm worried he's going to have a stroke. It's not, it's not excitement. <laughs> well, listen, this I mean, I, excitement. I, this is like deep, <laughs> deep, soul-ripping <laughs> type of yeah. Thank well, you. just order one. I mean, I know. I know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't announced the next batch yet. Um, but I will be probably in the next two weeks. Do you need a hookup? I got a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> Only a ten percent commission for me, because you know I'm hooking you up. I got a lot of thinking to do, so just leave me to my thinking. Dan, we're yeah, gonna, I mean, we're they, they, talk. they are good. I hope so. And uh, but I think the next batch. I mean, what I would like to have up and running is that maybe every two months I do a batch of like six, um, uh, and that's just kind of ongoing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I took on too many. I took on fourteen. That's it. And also, I uh, I normally have um I normally have uh, two apprentices, and uh, actually they they have both. Uh, for personal reasons, they've, they've, they've both uh, not been able to come in. So actually, I've made them all on my own, <laughs> and it's been it's been really hard. And uh, no, of course, I, I mean just because, like, I I won't put a guitar out that isn't perfect. I mean, I so like the fret work. I mean, they're stainless steel frets. To be honest, they are they are as good as my Wayfair fret jobs. They 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 have to be right. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I, I I can't let a guitar leave my workshop that doesn't play perfectly. It just I I just can't do it. So like uh, yeah, I think I charged I I I definitely charged too little. You um, you beautiful beautiful man, you speak straight <laughs> to my soul and my heart. Were I unwed, I would pursue you in a gentlemanly fashion. That is not fashion. the first time he has said that. It's on not, the air. and I'm sure it won't be the last. Uh, <laughs> you trollop! <laughs> I keep no secrets from my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I mean, also like it's it's opened up a new uh, like a lot of other guys to my guitars that maybe wouldn't have been able to to get one otherwise, and. Um, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, because they're naked. I mean, I am selling them with um, uh, I'm sending them with a very small bottle of, uh, of finishing oil uh, included in the price. Uh, so some guys are doing it. I think some are going to paint them. Some are going to wow. like, burn them, and some will stain them and That's stuff. That's so interesting. It'll be kind of it'll be fun. Like in in 10, 15 years time, when you Google you know, naked Morty more guitars, <laughs> there will be some on forums that that I you know I I would never do. If they, Some of these finishes. If they ever all well. gather and meet in the same place again, that opens the portal of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. I, I have, uh, you know, there's 14 of them. I have, uh, I have, I think seven like finished and strung up with pickups in, and I have a few amps here. So actually, yesterday I had three, three playing at the same time, um, <laughs> like <laughs> into different amps. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, I like them a lot. So when you say naked, you mean naked, naked. You're not applying any finish at all. This raw wood. Absolutely nothing. Raw wood. And actually, that's been really. I thought it would be quite. I've realized how much I rely on uh, on oil and 
yeah, basically on, on, on oil. You can kind of cover things up a little bit, even mm. with an oil finish. So what do you sand those uh, to still with, with the raw bodies like that? Are you, are you sanding them as, as fine as you would for no, traditional no, oil? No, I'm not, no. Um, I'm not. I'm sanding them to around 240. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, so, yeah, they're still quite smooth. Uh, some, I mean, of course, some of my customers uh, want them to be actually a bit rougher because they uh, are going to do some things to the guitar that, Kind of yeah, you, you mentioned somebody's doing the, what is it, the Fugashumi burning? Yeah, there. exactly. Someone's going to burn theirs. Oh, that and, makes me nervous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes me and, super uh, nervous. I love it when guys do it right, but man, it makes me nervous. I think it's hard actually to get that up, to get that to look tasteful. Um, but it's going to be fun. And uh, some guy's going to stain his with ink, and there's going to be a few sticker bombed ones, I think. And, uh, <laughs> and so who are these people be... i need addresses so i can slap them <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i mean to be honest i i actually think almost all of them are going to be left um because you know to do a good job you have to take the hardware off and when a guitar is playing perfectly and it sounds really nice i mean you, you kind of don't want to take the bridge off because it's yeah. a half i mean it's yeah. a, so like i have a feeling that most of them are going to be left um but we will see you know in a year's time Oh no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the naked Morty thing—it was kind of an experiment, and I—I I, I am going to do it again uh, because I kind of need to. Um, no, I, it, I, uh, I love that. I love that. I love yeah, that no, I like it a lot too, and it's um. So yeah, I, I think I, I am still figuring out the best way of making it work financially for me because they are—they've taken a lot longer than I thought they were going to take. Uh, I mean, I've been—I have literally been living at the workshop the past, actually, kind of past few months it's been it's, it's been epic it's been such a lot of work to get them off the ground you're you're amazing dude you're amazing i love the spirit of it i love that you're just trying to make something more accessible for people while in no way lowering your quality mm. dang yeah, that's, that's been cool. hard um it's been really hard so for uh for those folks out there who want to order a custom guitar from you <clears throat> my co-host across from me <laughs> How does somebody go notes. about that process? How many, <laughs> where do you want them to contact you? Tell, tell us about the custom ordering process. Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's like 90% of my customers or on my guitars have started off just as an Instagram message. You know, some guy saying, hey, man, could you, you know, how much for, for a Wayfair made of this wood or something? And, uh, I mean, it, it seems like super kind of uh, low-key, and it, it, and it probably is. But, yeah, that's basically it. So we, uh, we, we just kind of chat. Some guys I've had phone conversations with, or you know, some have been text messages to my phone. And um, but it's basically more often than not, it's it's just a written communication on Instagram. Uh, I mean, I have a website where you can order guitars. Uh, for some reason, people aren't using it very much um, to order guitars. I mean, they go on there, see the prices, and then will come again in touch with me. But yeah, it's pretty much always you know one-on-one -on -one communication between me and the customer. We talk a lot about what kind of sounds they want, what kind of woods they want, what kind of weight they're looking for, um, you know, any weird requests, and uh, and yeah, and then we agree a, a deposit. I normally ask uh, for um, depending on how complicated the guitar is, between 25 and 50 percent upfront, and then uh, by PayPal normally. And then, uh, and then I build it, and then I kind of keep them updated, and we chat. And sometimes they will change their mind about a certain thing, but actually, more often than not, they don't. Um, and yeah, it, it's they have to wait, you know, a, a, a good few months. At the moment, it's about a six-month waiting list. That's actually not as and, long um, as I thought it would have been. 
It's not so bad. I mean, I, I, I try to, I try to be as effective as possible. And, um, but yeah, no, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are living in the workshop, so. I Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, and I, uh, so yeah, they, um, it's, it's basically just, just one-on-one -on -one communication with a customer and, uh, where I kind of try to figure out what kind of type of guy that guy he is. I also often actually will kind of check out his Instagram profile, listen to any music that he has updated, look at what other guitars he has, try to find what I think he needs. Um, uh, obviously if their profile is private, I can't do that, but I, I do actually often ask people to send me their music. Um, and I, I've had, uh, I had a customer come in actually he's ordered a, an Explorer a shaped guitar from me. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. And uh, he is in, he's actually, he's in an, an amazing metal band. They're, uh, they're new. They've just been signed to quite a big label. I actually don't know their name, but uh, he sent me their, their album and uh, it was really great guitar tones, you know, for, for, for metal. And um, he brought in his guitar and it sounded nothing like the recording. And, uh, but I had set up a sound uh, with my pedal board uh, and my amp that sounded like the guitars on the records. And um, that kind of, he was able to trust me to kind of do whatever I want based on me being able to get his, his recorded guitar tone from what I had at my workshop. So yeah, I think it's, each one is custom made for, for each guitar and, uh, and each guitarist. And, uh, yeah, anyway, order process, write me, pay a deposit, wait six months, get a guitar. <laughs> it's just that easy that's, that's, it's that easy there we go that's cool that, that easy that's awesome that's beautiful your work is beautiful you're, oh thanks so much you're a beautiful man and thank you for having you me know. on two weeks in a row i really oh, uh you know I, I i really appreciate it oh dude it's been it's an been absolute so pleasure it's been it's been really awesome we don't you know kevin schoen's been on the show a few times but uh mm -hmm. otherwise we don't get to uh, well, we haven't yet. We we are going to have a bunch of people return for sure because we, generally speaking, love our guests. We love them all. Get so, Uncle back. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. Totally. <laughs> he was a blast. I, yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's like one of my favorite guys. He's so good. He's such an awesome yeah. dude. You are yeah, such an awesome dude, man. Thank you for coming on the show twice. Oh, I love it. Like it's great. This was such a such an opportunity for us. We we had a blast, man. Thanks for for taking time out of the start of your workday to do this. Um, you know, does not uh, did not feel like there's a nine hour time difference between us. Yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> well, I started off uh, the the interview without having any caffeine in me, and now I am fully caffeinated. <laughs> so maybe like it'll be funny to listen to the recording <laughs> to see, just see how start talking faster. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the interview. Thanks for Thank you for having me. <laughs> Dangerous Dan <laughs> here. If you want to call to Robert on guitar, just contact me on Instagram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been awesome, man. You're you're yeah, a man. legend. You're just a great guy. Can't thank you enough. Um, thanks cool. to all of our listeners for, for being uh, being a big part of this. And honestly, I just want to say on a bit of a personal note to our listeners, you guys have been incredible. The, the past week, week and a half, I've gotten... So many messages through our social media that I've tried to pass on to Casper. Um, you've been incredible. You've been sending us a lot of really nice messages, been very supportive. The social media has grown quite a bit, even though the contest was over. Um, we're just really stoked by by all the love you've been showing us lately and the love you've always shown us. So thanks for thanks for being there for the Culture Guitarist. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.